Well, Chiefs Kingdom, we're finally here. Super Bowl 58 preview. Chiefs, Niners, Las Vegas, baby. Let's get it. Welcome to the Game Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast. Your host, producer, Eric Papardis. Guys, welcome to Kim Connect. Hope you guys are all doing well. This is Super Bowl 58 preview episode. Guys are in Vegas. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, part two. Let's get it. Um, yeah, guys, this is this is awesome. I, I'm, I'm excited for the team to be back in the Super Bowl. Uh, we already talked about it in the last episode when we got that uh, review out in the AFC Championship. Um, but, no, it, it's awesome to see the team uh, in Vegas. Um, if you if you want to know where they're staying at, they're not specifically staying on the strip because they will not allow the teams to do that, and thankfully because they don't need to be around that stuff. Um, it's already hard enough with all the gambling situations that, you know, happen in every day in the league that – they just don't want them out there getting influenced. And a lot of people would try to influence, especially football players, because they got money. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, why not? You know? Um, but no, uh, the Chiefs, they're staying they're, they're, they're staying uh, near the Raiders facility and they're practicing. Um, they're, well, they're, the, both teams are staying 20 miles off the strip, but the teams are, the, the, the Chiefs are practicing at the Raiders facility. And uh, essentially where the game will be played. And then um, the uh, chart, not the charters. Sorry. So, so uh, excuse me. Sorry. Did not mean to mean to be yawning, but I just saw something on the charge. I guess they hired Navarro Bowman as their linebackers coach. Uh, no, um, the 49ers are uh, practicing at the Un uh, University of Las Vegas. So UNLV. Um, and there's been a lot of complaints coming lately from them, the 49ers, uh, whether it be the practice field, like just like the facility in general, alarms getting pulled. And then you got them all bitching about it at their fucking press conferences. It just seems like their mentalities are just not like, it just seems like they're not they're, And I could be wrong. I don't know. It just. It just seems like they're just not worried. Like you would just, you would think that they wouldn't be focused on that type of shit. And they're, they, they're, they seem like that they're completely focused on, on their experience more than they are the actual game. At least that's from the outside perspective that I'm getting, uh, from what I'm seeing all over the Super Bowl live stuff that they got all over NFL Network at the moment. Um, but no, I I think uh, you know for the most part how they're trying to handle it. I think the NFL is trying to do uh, do its best justice. Um, I I see a lot of NFL insiders do not like the fact that it's in Vegas. Uh, they they say like yeah we we can't we can't ever bring it to Vegas again or something. I don't know why I don't know why that is, but apparently there's some reason why a lot of these guys think it's probably not a good idea to go to Vegas, and maybe because of uh, how it, you know, how Vegas can be at times. Um, but 
you know, it, it, it's a, it's a whole week event. I mean, it's not just the Super Bowl is not just the game. It's it's an it's an event in itself. I mean, media week is stressful. You got to think about all the players. They're 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 getting asked a, b- a billion questions every freaking day, and it's the same repetitive questions every freaking day. You know, and you know, especially this year with Kelsey and you know him getting asked about Taylor Swift and his teammates getting asked about Taylor Swift. It's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of situation. Oh my goodness. I don't know why I keep yawning. Um, but no, a, a lot of, a lot of craziness happens during this time uh, of the Super Bowl, And I think a lot of uh, players actually don't like it. They don't like the media week. I mean, the players who have been there over and over again, it, it might be cool for the first timers, you know, have been there. Like, you know, you have like, um, you know, you have uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Um, who 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 hasn't been like Drew Tranquil, for example? I mean, he's never been played in the Super Bowl, and um, this is his first time going through this uh, this situation. A lot of the rookies from last year, they they've uh, this is their second go around, um, or even players before that that were drafted and never played, but um. They're just trying to take it. They're just trying to take it one day at a time and get ready for the big dance on Sunday. Um, I, you know, I wanted to wait just to kind of get later on in the week before I dropped this episode um, because I just wanted to kind of get a lot of the coverage of what was going on and seeing how uh, media was. And it's kind of crazy how you know the through the gauntlet of the playoffs a lot of media was not on the Chiefs. And now all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're going with the Chiefs. We we can't, you know, and I think a lot of people are starting to realize like, oh shit, like this is starting to become like a Tom Brady thing where we keep doubting this guy and he just keeps finding ways to win. And uh, now that we're in the Super Bowl, we don't want to have to bet against him because we did that for 20 years against Tom Brady or at least for like 15 when he ever became like legitimately like himself. Um, you know, they keep, uh, you know, trying to, um, what was going to say? They keep trying to, uh, oh man, man. Sorry. Sorry. Got distracted. I had an email pop up for a second. Um, no, uh, Gosh, dang it a lot. See, this is what happens when there's uh something, so many things keep pulling. Oh, yeah, I was talking about sports media. Yeah, they they flipped they flipped the switch because they, they've seen what has happened and they realize, like, it's probably safe to not bet against Mahomes. Even if they don't win, it's still not safe to bet against Mahomes. And it isn't. I don't know why anybody is do- – I don't know why people keep doing it. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, well, he's having a down year. We have to keep doubting him. We have to deny everything. But you know what? Hey, it is what it is. We're back in the big dance. And, uh, you know, even with the players being up on stage during the uh, the opening night and you had the crowd booing us. Oh, man, it was it, it, you want to talk about dealing with shit. We, they were dealing with the booze and they were embracing it. I, it's like you could tell 49ers fans were pissed and they were really pissed all over social media and stuff. They were like. Oh my goodness! They they're, they're supposed to be sitting there taking the booze and not liking it or whatever, but no, like Pat and Travis are embracing the villain mindset. That I think that whole team is. I mean, it's one of those things where they understand that hey, 
when you keep winning, when you keep being this good, you're going to eventually get hated. And hey, you know, that's that's what they do with New England. Hey, whew, man, sorry. Did not mean to keep yawning. I do not know what it is about today, but it, it, it's a, it's it's Red Friday too. It's it's Super Bowl Red Friday. I mean, there should be no way that I should be yawning, especially getting this this episode out. But um, I think that's just you know how things are, and I don't know what it is. I guess when I'm sitting down in my office recording these episodes, uh, there's something about you know sitting down for long periods of times that triggers like yawning. Um, but no. Uh, teams are not teams it was media they're dumb for denying us uh the fans are the fans bases of everywhere else they're they're dumb for booing us and you know what that's fine they can hate they can hate all they want but at the end of the day they're gonna realize who the best player in the world is right now you know he might not be the greatest of all time based off of accomplishments because we'll see that in about 15 years and I love his response every time they would every time a team at, uh, or someone asks him about it, he's like hey I just wanted to, you know I'll especially with the dynasty questions too like hey you know I wanted to be able to look back in my career and be able to determine that once it's all said and done you know what let's not have that conversation now I mean you guys can have the conversation amongst yourselves but we're not gonna have we're not having those conversations with each other. We're taking a year by year and we're wanting to win each year at a time. And I love that. And that's as it should be. Um, I don't know if you guys have been looking at any of the mock drafts, but uh at least like most of them are having us take a receiver. I think there's been a few that have had us taken an offensive tackle. Honestly, guys, I wouldn't be shocked if they took an offensive tackle uh round one. You know, we won the Super Bowl. I can only Im- I can imagine Donovan Smith retires. Um, you know, it's like one of those things where he's played ten plus. I think he's played like eleven years in the league, um, and uh, you know he's yeah he's played for double digit seasons, and uh, he's got two Super Bowl championships. He would have been able to say that you know I guess he played for two Super Bowl teams, um, even though I guess a lot of guys probably wish they could probably spend their career in one one team and be treated that way and win championships but they understand the business uh but i can imagine maybe donovan smith calls it a career um or you know what maybe they just don't resign him and he goes somewhere else uh but i can see them wanting to go ahead and draft their left tackle for the future i i I don't know i love wanya morris but i just i can't i don't i don't i just can't see him being our future hope i'm wrong but I just I, I can't I can't see it. Um, but a lot of it is still pointing us towards us taking a wide receiver round one. So who knows? Uh, speaking of uh, priorities and you know needs, uh, Brett Beach did make it clear did make it clear that hey, um, our priorities this offseason are Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed. And I think and I was like, well, we'll see how we'll see how you know real that is. Uh, some people are projecting that they tag, they tag Legarius Sneed and they, um, they franchise tag Legarius Sneed and they actually pay Chris Jones a contract. And I can, I can see Legarius Sneed uh, being okay with that because he loves, I, I just, I don't, I mean, I, I can't speak for the man. I you know I, I, I can't, I can't say anything like that, you know, but I can see. I can see him 
being the type of uh, I could see Snead being the type of being okay of playing on a tag for a year because he understands what other guy is getting paid. If it was like, oh, well, we plan on bringing in these other free agents and stuff like that that are possibly like, no, like, you know, I think Snead's the logical guy to understand that, hey, you know, I would want all this. I want this money, but my guy's got to get paid, too, and it's Chris Jones and stuff. But who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll come across that factor when it happens. Uh, but it, it was nice and reassuring to hear that Veach did say that those two are the priority. And I think I think the I think they are. They should be the priority of of who we want, because, you know, you got Trey, Nick and Creed. They're all going into their last year next year. You can make a determination after next year of who you want to keep around. And I can imagine that out of those three, if they if they only could keep three, uh, because they're gonna they're gonna re-sign Legarius Sneed um at that point and by giving him a legitimate contract, um, it would probably be Nick and Creed because they were both the first round draft picks. Uh, you know, especially if Spags is sticking around, I mean, Nick's very important to Spags and Creed is Pat center. And, you know, I know we don't pay centers, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, unless, you know, Trey takes like some friendly deal, I, I can't see a situation where they pay all three. I, I would hope, but I can't see it. Um, what else was I going to say? Okay, so let's get more back onto the Super Bowl in itself, um, in the game in itself. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and give my score prediction right now, uh, and then we're going to kind of get in a little bit more details. I want to talk about the injury report, um, what I think is actually going to happen of, like, playing. But um, I I think we're going to win 24-20. to 20. And I said this on, I was on the fifth and long podcast. You guys go ahead and check that podcast out. It's such a, it's really good podcast. Um, co-hosted by these guys named Paul and Patrick. Cool dudes. Um, I, I highly suggest you guys look them up. Uh, they're on, I believe they are on Twitter and Instagram. And um, they are on your, uh, all your audio platforms. Not a hundred percent sure if they're on YouTube. They could be on YouTube. Uh, but it's called the fifth and long podcast. Great podcast. I was on the show Wednesday night and we were just talking about the game. They had a 49ers fan on earlier and then uh, they had me on and uh, you know, we were, you know, giving our, both our perspectives and stuff, obviously. Uh, but I, you know, I told them, you know, straight up that it, it, it it's it, it's an amazing thing to see right now that the team is in their in their third super or their um their fourth Super Bowl in five years, um, and that they just got to embrace it. They got to embrace the moment, embrace the uh, the situation, and 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 uh, just it, it be excited. You know, even and this is just also for fans too. Just you know, be grateful for what we're what we're seeing, and uh, and enjoy the moment. And I'm sure the, the players have that same mindset as well. Um, but I, I told them the score. I told them my score prediction. I said 20 to 24. And I, I think it's going to be a situation where it's going to make a lot of Chiefs fans probably nervous by this situation. But, you know, I think it's going to be where Brock Purdy has the ball last. And is they're down and 
our defense makes a fucking play. I don't, and and there's an interception. He throws a pick, a game winning pick, or you know, and um, I don't know who's gonna int it, but I that's what my prediction is, and. Uh, I, I know, again, I know that that'd probably make a lot of Chiefs fans nervous because we want to be the ball ones with the ball in our hands at last and, you know, with control of maybe possibly ending it with a field goal game, winning field goal um, or whatever situation is. I, I definitely would rather, if we're going to be in a game winning field goal s- scenario, I would rather be tied and then we're going for the win instead of being down by one, two, or, you know, just going for the tie in general. You know, because that you miss it, it's like, you know, at least if you were tied up, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, you're still the same score. The, the game still, the game is still going on. Um, but no, that's what my prediction scenario happens for this game. But anything can happen. Uh, it, it could be a complete shit show from either side. It can be a, a complete just, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think it's going to most likely be kind of back and forth from a defensive standpoint. I'm not going to say anything like like the Rams, Patriots, like 2018-13-3 Super Bowl, nothing like that. But um, I think it's going to be more so of, um, you know, defenses are going to both make plays. Uh, Patch, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to control the game for the most part because I think he has that better, that skill of – versus uh Brock Purdy and I and I I like Brock Purdy. I, I think the Brock Purdy slander needs to needs to go away. Um but I, I think um I think Patrick Mahomes obviously knows a lot more than he does clearly in the game. Um and as far as like just knowing how to control everything and uh, manage a lot a lot of things better. Uh but you know I I I I do like Brock Purdy and what he's done uh, for that team and what he's elevated that how he's elevated that position for them uh because that that was a problem I mean they 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 stuck around with Jimmy Garoppolo and all these other guys that were like Jimmy Garoppolo and it just wasn't good um and that's why it, they you know that's why they got a guy like Brock in the 7th round Mr. Irrelevant whatever you want to call him um but no he's uh he's been great for them um now as far as like you know their offense goes how our defense needs to like approach them you know you 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 got you got Ayuk, you got Debo you got Killer you got McCaffrey you got guys on their offense they got players all around um but they I don't think they faced a defense like ours other than when they played the Baltimore Ravens facing a, a number one defense like that and the Baltimore Ravens put a whooping on them um I'm not saying that we're going to be – I'm not saying that we're going to put a whooping on them, but I, I, I have a, almost a 1,000% faith in our defense to limit that offense. Here's what I think. I think I think Snead's going to completely man up Ayuk, and I think he's going to try to – I think he's going to com- eliminate him. And I think they're going to – I think they're going to double team. Uh, they might have Justin Reed on Kittle a lot, and they might double team him with like another corner – like a tall corner, like maybe like a a, 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 a Jalen Watson or something like that, or a Joshua Williams, um, and then they're gonna have uh, Debo. Debo's gonna get covered more uh, with the linebackers um, and uh, more of that that nickel nickel spot. And um, you know, I know that McDuffie is a smaller guy, but he is he's dirty. He will put in the dirty work if he has to. 
Um, but I, I, and, and the biggest thing is, is just, it's really just going to be able to just make sure McCaffrey doesn't beat you. Now I know our run defense isn't great, but you cannot let McCaffrey beat you. Um, I, I can imagine they're going to almost just stack a lot of guys in the box, say he can't get, he can't get through us. And then they're going to send guys at him at, uh, at Purdy. Because uh, Purdy hasn't faced the Spags defense. He hasn't faced these type of mixed coverages like this. He hasn't faced uh, a sound defense. You know, that that's the one thing about our defense is that, you know, they are fun, they are they are just they are sound. They're a sound defense, they're smart. And that's why Spags loves them, not from a physical from a physicality standpoint, but from a cerebral standpoint. He said this is the most cerebral defense that he's ever coached because he just has them all over the place. And it's like one of those things where it's like I think he's almost going to get to the point where if he had this same defense for four years, it would almost get to the point where they would be able to call the own, they would be able to call the defense like by themselves. Uh, who said that? Uh, what was it? It was Derek Johnson. I think I can't remember what defense he said. I think he said it was Bob's. I think he said it got to the point where Bob wasn't really. Like Bob was calling plays, but really Derek was really calling the plays like more on the like the like the um when they're like in uh no huddle and stuff like that and they're trying to speed up. Um he's like he's like basically Derek Derek knew what knew what to call and he just basically called the defense co you know, at that point. I can imagine, you know, you know, even though Spags is always gonna call his defense. Um, and I still think I think Spags at this point does need to be talked about getting a head coaching job um, or if they had some form of assistant coach of the year, he should win it. Um, we'll talk about the NFL Honors Awards here in a second. Um, but no, I, I think um, that's how you're going to have to come. That's how you're going to have to go after their uh, their uh, offense. You know, it's going to be a lot of those disguised coverages, dropping guys, playing a lot of outside leverage, inside leverage. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of drop technique from the safeties, that little ring around the rosy, a lot of putting linebackers in different, uh, uh, gaps, uh, just to confuse offensive linemen or more creative one-on-one, uh, one-on-one, uh, pressures or one-on-ones so they can, uh, get a, a basically a, a freed up, uh, rusher to get after the quarterback. Um, but I, I can imagine that's how our, our we're going to combat them. Uh, but I can also see maybe our defensive line probably like stays back a little bit, you know, kind of containment essentially. So they don't, they don't really sell on the run too, too much. Um, but no, I mean, Spags is going to be like, no, we have to focus on not letting McCaffrey beat you and not letting a guy like Kittle beat you either. You cannot let, you cannot let Kittle beat you because he, he will make some plays. Um, now, as far as how our offense is going to go against their defense, now, Steve, you know, Wilkes, I, you know, Wilkes is okay, defensive coordinator, but, um, you know, it, you know, it is what it is from him. Um, I think he just, you know, it, it, again, whoever just decoordinates that team, they're, they're inheriting Sala's team. That's just what it is. I mean, Sala had that defense uh, from 2017 till 20, uh, 2017 till 2020. And then he got hot, and then Sala took over the Jets in twenty one. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? And then uh, you had Demeco Ryan's take over um, for that defense in two thousand twenty one and in two thousand twenty two. And or maybe or maybe 
Yeah, it's something like that. And, uh, you know, then now it's in the Demeca Ryan's gets the job for the Texans, which he had a phenomenal year as a coach. I think he should have won coach of the year, in my opinion, um, taking the, the Texans, the playoffs when no one had any had, had in them doing anything. Um, but I, I think personally that they, um, I think personally they did themselves, uh, uh, or what was I going to say? Um, Oh gosh, Jane. they they basically didn't really do themselves a service like hiring C books, but hey, it is what it is. Um, me personally, I think that defense is just a bunch of names. Uh, they don't really, they're not really a, a glued defense together. Um, I I personally think that defensive line was more nastier when they had DeForest Buckner on there because they don't really have a dominant defensive tackle. They tried replacing them with Ken Law and Hargrave, but Hargrave to me was overrated in Philadelphia. And Ken Law has kind of been an overrated, overrated pick, in my opinion, in the first place, too. Nick Bosa is pretty much the only guy on that defensive line. Um, and they don't even have D Ford anymore. And uh, who else? Um, and and what's name? Chase, Chase Young has been completely a waste of a pick or trade. You know, and Chase Young, honestly, I, I kind of had a feeling Chase Young was going to be kind of a bust in the league. Now, granted, him tearing his knee up didn't help him at all. But he hasn't done diddly for the uh, 49ers either. So it, it's one of those things where I think they're just a bunch of names. Um, and you got, you got uh, Fred Warner is a really great linebacker. Uh, Dre Greenlaw, who's a good linebacker, but he gets hurt all the time. And in their secondary, it's Charvarius Ward. I mean, their safeties are their safeties are not good at all. They don't have Mosley no more. They don't have Jimmy Ward no more. Um, you know, they, they, they don't have, um, they have, uh, like I said, they have Charvarius Ward and, uh, that's pretty much it. They have, they have him and they might have like, like a nickel that is decent, but their secondary is mid too. So it's, and if, if Charvarius Ward is pretty much your best second uh, defender in the secondary, I mean, I guess, I guess I take that back. I guess Hufunga. Hufunga was their all-pro safety, but he got hurt for the year. So, you know, it's it's one of those situations where you're like, okay, well, you know, they're they're down to they're down to what their defense is. Um, and I, I think our offense, you know, they're gonna have to run a lot of the heavy tight end sets, uh, especially the Bosa side. You know, he doesn't like getting chipped, and uh, that's I'm sure that's what they're gonna do a lot with him, especially with our tackles and how they can perform at times. Um, but no, they're going to run a lot of, uh, 12, 13, 14 personnel. You're going to get Rasheed Rice and plays, but the biggest thing is you're going to have to run with Pacheco. You got to run the ball Pacheco. You have to, this is the only way we're going to have any chance of winning this game is if he at least gets 20 touches. The 49ers don't, they're not that great at stopping the run either. They let, um, who else did they have? They let, they let, uh, Aaron Jones run all over them. They let Gibbs run all over them. Um, now our, our run defense hasn't been great either, but I'll put our run defense up any day of the week, um, versus theirs because they seem like they just want to pass rush more than anything. Um, that our defensive line could be a little bit more disciplined on that. Um, but no, I, I can imagine we're going to try to run the ball a lot on them and try to run more heavier sets, um, and try to get Rasheed Rice involved a lot more. Um, I know that Jarek McKinnon, he's probably most likely not going to play. Joe Tooney's most likely not going to play. Gretty will be in place for him. 
um, and uh, you know he'll do just fine. Um, we would love Joe to play, but it's again what it, like Andy said, it's a, it's a strength thing. Um, and then we all know Menahu, who unfortunately tore his ACL in the the last game, is uh, not going to be able to play. And they um, they moved him, they downgraded him down to IR, and they elevated. I think it was Sky Moore. They basically put him to the active roster, so his so his twenty one day windows done uh, done, and he'll probably play a lot more special teams. I can't imagine them putting him in the offense like that. Um, and Jarek McKinnon, I mentioned, he's probably most likely not going to suit up, even though he's been kind of a limited participant in, uh, to participant in practice. Kind of a situation like they did with Clyde last year. Um, I kind of get the feeling that's how it's going to be again. Um, but, no, that's uh, kind of what I get the feeling of the game and how it's going to be approached. Um, but it's anyone's game. I, I, I think both teams are here for a reason. Um, they are they are favored because they are the one seed and we are the three seed. Um, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. But um, I will say this, though, a lot of the slander that like the ridiculous slander that has been going on as far as like saying that Travis Kelsey isn't this top guy, like especially Jason McIntyre off of FS1, who's the biggest goof in them all. He blocked me on fucking Twitter because he's a punk sucker. Um, you need to get him off fucking TV. Uh, a lot of these guys who are just trying to say, well, you know, Kelsey's overrated. Well, I got to shut the fuck up. Get get the fuck out of here. Again, I mean, you still have some of the guys. You still have some that are, you know, going to sit there and t- say they're dumbass shit. But it is what it is. Um, but, no, I, I just went over what I believe how our offense is going to approach their, uh, their defense. And I think our defense is going to approach their offense. Um, and it's really, it's really going to be about just trying to get after Purdy. You've got to make – Got to be make Purdy have to be the guy. That that's that's what it's going to come down to is making Purdy being the guy to beat you. Um, and you can't let McCaffrey uh, get off. Um, and I can imagine Spag's going to run a lot of three linebacker sets. Um, you know he's going to he's going to play his nickel, but I can imagine going to try to run a lot of three linebacker sets in this game too. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, when we get back, we're going to finish off a little bit more details and get up on out of here. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we are back. Um, I wanted to talk about the NFL honors, and then uh, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Um, again, I did say that uh, the my score prediction, I do believe that we win 24-20. to 20 and the Chiefs go back-to-back, be the first team to go back-to-back since um, the the 2003-2004 Patriots. Um, but, no, the NFL honors, uh, who won Defensive Rookie of the Year, who actually I predicted that was Will Anderson, Offensive Rookie of the Year, who deservingly so, C.J. Stroud. It's cool that both the rookies from the Texans got it. Um, although I did – I think I had uh, – BJ or Bijan Robinson winning it, but he he has it. Um, you know, he didn't really have that much of a great rookie season, and uh, it was kind of a weird rookie season for him. Arthur Smith was just it was his last year in that that team, anyways. Um, but uh, no, those were the rookie of the year uh, winners. Defensive player of the year was Miles Garrett. Offensive player of the year was uh, Christian McCaffrey. MVP was uh, Lamar Jackson, which everybody kind of predicted was going to happen. So he won the MVP for the second time. 
Um, I guess deservingly so. I mean, they had he had a phenomenal year with Baltimore. They had the one seed, but it didn't fucking matter at the end of the day. Uh, but kudos to him. He is a two-time MVP. But, you know, they, I'm, I'm sure they all want to stack rings, which is uh, the most important thing at the end of the day um, that we all know. Um, it, it, it was great. The show was all right. It was hosted by, um, uh, it was hosted by, uh, key who, uh, I think he did it like a couple years ago. Um, back when uh, it was like, in, the game was like in LA, I think. Um, and he's been, you know, he, he did say, he said some, a few funny things before, but, um, for the most part, it was kind of like, eh, you know, we're kind of wanting to get to the end, um, here. Uh, but there, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, references about Taylor Swift. Of course, you knew it was going to happen, uh, but they tried to keep it a little bit more moderate because Donna Kelsey was there. You know, they didn't want to, uh, they didn't want to do too much uh, with her around. But you know what, I was kind of shocked by Christian McCaffrey was there to accept. I know that the honors was there, but why Christian McCaffrey was like actually there to take the reward and not like actually like at the hotel like getting his mind ready for the game because patrick didn't even when patrick didn't take the award at all you know he didn't he wasn't there to accept it you know i mean i'm sure he said thank you like like through video but he wasn't there personally to accept it because he's there to win a fucking game he's not there to accept no damn award the reward that he's trying to accept it is that fucking lombardi trophy at the end um, well, uh, that's pretty much all I want to talk about. Uh, this is our, uh, pretty much our last, our last preview episode, you know, the podcast guys. Cause I, I I'm going to go ahead and give you guys another reminder. I will be ending the show, um, after this year, it's been a great run. Um, hopefully we can win and all that'll be, I'll be able to say that I podcasted for two back to back seasons um that doesn't mean you guys get in my dms and start saying hey you got you you might be good luck you you might need to still do that podcast to keep us going no guys it's it's been great but it's a lot of work podcasting you know content creating for this it's a lot of work uh i'm not getting paid to do any of this so it's all for fun and, you know, it's one of those things. Well, okay, well, now they just officially ruled Joe Tooney um, as a out. Okay, so now we have officially got that confirmation that he's out for the game, um, which was expected. Um, we kind of we kind of knew that, and Jarek McKinnon is questionable. He's not going to suit up for the game. It's going to be Clyde and Pacheco to go as your running backs. Um, but, no, uh, back to what I was saying um it's life guys i'm i'm a trainer you know i got i got to take care of my peeps a lot of that stuff i got to content create for that you know so there's a lot of a lot of things that i have to do and focus on and i can't always put too much of the time in you know trying to keep this podcast going it's just not in the books and the anymore but i will say that this has been a fucking ride this has been a fucking amazing ride i appreciate all my fans from every country, all you guys who listen, um, whatever platform you guys listen on, um, that you guys have decided to choose and take the time to listen to my show. I appreciate you guys uh, very much. Um, I did mention earlier about an, uh, another uh, podcast I was on, The Fifth and Long. Now, I, I will be making guest appearances on there every now and then, so often when they want a Chiefs, a Chiefs perspective and stuff. Um 
but it, it, it's one of those things where uh, I think I, I I think this is the uh, one, this is the best way to approach it. Is I'm I will guest appear on any podcast, any show, any any platform that someone wants to be on, but I don't think I can continue to have my own. Uh, but Kingdom Connect has been awesome. I appreciate you guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard when I when I say the connect is always real for the last time. It, it, that's that's and and uh, to say this is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast. I mean uh, to give you guys the last intro. I mean it, it, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of things that it's gonna suck saying goodbye to because again I, I appreciate. Um, this opportunity and you guys giving the time to listen to this this project um, because it, it was amazing. I, I started it because we traded Tyreek Hill a year ago. We went on the 57 run and now we're on to the 58 run. So, um, yeah, uh, awesome, awesome ride. I appreciate, I appreciate all my Kingdom Connect fans. Thank you guys. Um, but, yeah, this will be the – this is the last – last preview episode uh of the podcast so hope you guys all enjoyed that um one more time i think we win 20 to 24 or sorry uh 24 to 20 i should, you should say the winner first um and uh i think uh mahomes pulls away now um as far as super bowl mvp not going to give the obvious i'm not going to give what could be um i'm not going to give an obvious one or it could be patrick um but i'm going to say pacheco and, you know, I think we just hand the ball off to him way too many times and to the point where he just he's just so dominant on the ground and makes a huge impact um, that where he will help uh, us win and uh, he gets uh, the Super Bowl MVP. So that's my prediction um, as far as that goes. But we don't be shocked if, you know, if they gave it to Patrick because it's always been uh, more of that quarterback driven award at the end of the day. So. All right, I don't think there's anything else I need to talk about. We went over both teams a little bit, situations of them both all being in Vegas. We went over the um, uh, we went over the injuries. We went over uh, who's playing, who's not playing. Uh, we went over the keys to victory. We went over uh, the NFL honors, and so yeah. This is, uh, yeah, this is what it is, and we'll we'll see you guys Sunday, and uh, hopefully, um, we're able to say that uh, we've won three Super Bowls and um, a four year or five year span, um, which would make what would essentially, I mean, in our eyes, I think that uh, we're already a dynasty, but I mean. If you want to say three is what makes you a dynasty from a technicality standpoint, then that would be our three right there. So that's the dynasty for you. And with that being said, the connect is always real. Let's go win the Super Bowl, baby.